0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of What the Chell, your friendly neighborhood non-misogynistic hockey podcast. We are your hostesses, I'm Haley, and I'm Natalia, and we have lots of records to discuss across the NHL and beyond. I mean, so many players here at the end of the season are absolutely on fire.
1: Yeah, there's a whole lot going on around the league right now, um, so we're going to warn you, this little news segment is going to be kind of a doozy. Um, prepare yourselves get a nice (laughs) drink of water Um, we're gonna dive right in starting with the fact that the 2023 Stanley Cup playoff bracket is officially complete and all 16 spots have been accounted for we're planning on going more in depth on that um, as well as the first round of the playoffs next week so stick around um, and tune in for that one
0: yeah um, even though we're not going super in depth we do have to talk about the fact that the Isles and the Canes are gonna meet in the first round of the playoffs and matt barzell is back baby Woo! so there's a chance and um (laughs) we'll also be seeing the battle of the sebastian ahos i mean only one can come out on top so let's see how that goes (laughs) they better
1: fight yeah honestly like a whole medieval duel with joust i'm thinking that's so golden knights coded oh okay never mind take it back (laughs) All right, look, y'all, I don't know what's going to happen, so don't ask me, but I'm really stoked about the fact that I get to see the playoff Islanders for at least four games, so I feel like I really can't be mad. Um, I will say I feel like a lot of people are already counting the Islanders out, and I'm saying that I feel like the Islanders have a knack for defying the odds, especially when people don't believe in them. Um, So I just feel like you shouldn't count them out, you know? Um, I feel like nobody thought we would get this far. Nobody thought that we were going to squeeze our way into the playoffs and somehow we managed to do that. So we'll see, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, as long as they bring that playoff aisles dynamic and not like that mid season slump aisles dynamic, (laughs) I think they have a real shot of making it into the second round. I really do.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think we've started to see hints of it in the game against the Canadians on Thursday. Um, Like I've said before, I feel like the Islanders are kind of a different breed in the playoffs. And We've got Barzell back. The players that need to score are starting to score again, and I think we're going to start to see that chemistry build between Barzell and Horvat. So I'm really excited to see what happens. Even if we don't plow that far down into the playoffs, I think it's going to be really cool to see what this team can create.
0: Yeah, for sure. That'll be good. Um, Moving on, just one of the many staffing changes that I'm sure will happen in this offseason, the Ducks head coach Dallas Aikens' contract was not renewed. Ducks Nation, let's rejoice. I mean, (laughs) personally, I'm excited by a coaching change, especially with some of the new young talent we're seeing on the Ducks and the potential of drafting some incredible players. I mean, cough, cough, Connor Bedard or Adam Fandilli. Fingers Uh, crossed. (laughs) Lots of potential there.
1: Okay. I might have a hot take or I guess you could call it like an unpopular opinion. Um, But I actually kind of like Dallas Aikens. Really? I Like, okay. I guess like I don't really think he was a great choices and an NHL coach, but he worked a lot with our young kids down on the goals and I really liked how he developed them. So, like, I think he's done a lot for this team, whether you can see it right now or not. Um, OK, like I can't really say that I'm sad to see him go, but I do respect him. I don't love the fact that we finished in last place. Like, I think that can definitely be avoided, especially given who we've got on our team. But I'm excited to see what happens next season with some personnel changes as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, like Nat said, your Anaheim <laughs> Ducks are officially the worst team in the league. Woo! Which, woohoo! Um, this does give them the best odds to get the first pick in the NHL draft. I mean, we all know it's
1: rigged, but let's celebrate the potential anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fingers, toes, everything that can possibly be crossed is crossed for our man, Connor Bernard. <laughs> yeah, right. Um,
0: let's talk about, big surprise, some Bruins news. I mean, honestly, I think we could be a Bruins podcast with how much we've had to talk about them this season. Honestly, <laughs> um, <laughs> They set the NHL record for the most wins in a single season with 63 wins, which
1: wow. is incredible. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, then there's David Poshnok, who is also on his own little tear. Um, He (laughs) got his 60th goal of the year and 300th goal of his career on a Hattie, which was also his 15th career Hattie. Um, Needless to say, it was a huge milestone goal for him. And um, because he reached this milestone, we officially have the first pair of 60 goal scores since 95-96 because he joined Connor McDavid.
0: That's so awesome. Like, what a that just must have felt incredible to him, like to have all of those records set on one goal. Like Literally. that's so cool. <laughs> we love um, that and them. then the incredible goaltending duo of Linus Ulmark and Jeremy Swayman has won the William M. Jennings Trophy, which uh, surprisingly is not for the best bromance in the
1: league, <laughs> but they could win that too. <laughs> they definitely have the WTC stamp of approval. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, Apparently now is also the perfect time for NHL players to score their 100th point this season because so many players joined the 100 point club this week. Um, We're going to start off with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who scored his 100th point this season on an assist to Zach Hyman's empty net goal, of course, against the Anaheim Ducks (laughs) on April 5th. Um,
0: and since he joined Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidel in the 100-point club, he became the third member of the Oilers to reach this milestone this season – um, and this is the first time three players on the same team have scored 100 points in a single season since ninety five ninety six, which was apparently a big year for the NHL, too. I was born in 95,
1: so lots of good things were happening then, apparently. <laughs> that was a great year. It was. <laughs> um, yeah, the last year to do it was Mario Lemieux, Yarmar Yager, and Ron Francis of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, that season- Peter Nudvid actually finished with 99 points, so the Pens got painfully close to matching their 1992-1993 record of having four 100-point scorers in one season. Wow. Speaking of players who joined the 100-point club this week, Miko Rantanen, Eric Carlson, and Elias Pettersson have joined as well. Nice.
0: Um, Some more career milestones. Uh, Both Joe Pavelski and Claude Giroux reached 1,000 career points this week. Big congrats to them. That's incredible. And uh, Sidney Crosby has become the 15th player in the NHL to reach 1,500 career points.
1: I'm thrilled with my decision to pick him over Connor McDavid a couple of episodes ago. So (laughs) that's all I'm going to say. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you go back and listen to it because it was a good one. Yeah, it was. And um, wrapping up our NHL news and diving into the IHF Women's World Championship news, um, we've got some... News bits and records to share, starting out with the fact that the preliminary rounds for the Women's World wrapped up on April 11th. Um, Team Canada remains undefeated in the tournament. They've played wow. a total of 5 games so far. Um, our queen Sarah Nurse held that record and scored a gorgeous OT winner um in the quarterfinal against Team Sweden. Absolutely love to see it. She's killing the game <laughs> as
0: always. <laughs> to nobody's surprise. <laughs> And uh, because we can't resist sharing some very impressive records, we have to share that our girl Marie-Philippe Poulin of Team Canada reached 100 career goals this week. And Abby Murphy of Team USA scored the fastest goal ever at a Women's World Championship in just seven seconds, beating out the previous record of 13 seconds.
1: She barely waited for the puck to drop.
0: (laughs) I know, it's like drop, bam. Like, it was really cool. (laughs) Love that. All right. Moving on to some NCAA hockey. We had the Frozen Four final and Quinnipiac won three to two in overtime. And the OT scorer did T. Mussolini's Duck Shoot Selly when he won. (laughs)
1: Um, this
0: is QU's first time in history to be national champions.
1: Yeah, speaking of college hockey, Adam Fantilli is the Tim Taylor Rookie of the Year, and he's also won the Hobie Baker Memorial Award, meaning that he's the best player in college hockey. Um, At this point, he's unsure if he's going to return to UMich for his sophomore season, but he said it all comes down to the draft. So maybe we'll see him on the Ducks sometime soon. That would be (laughs) terrible. Um,
0: And then Brock Faber, a former Minnesota Golden Gopher, he was on their team uh, just, you know, just a couple couple days ago. He (laughs) played his first NHL game with the Wild on April 10th, just 48 hours after losing the Frozen Four, and he had an incredible game. Um, He had six blocked shots and over 21 minutes played. He's the only Wild player who didn't allow a high-danger scoring chance. Wow. Um, And there's a photo, we'll pop it up on our stories, from just a year ago of Faber on the glass as a fan at a Wild game, and now he's playing for the Wild, which is so, so cool. I was going to say, what a week for him, but like what a year, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) That's pretty awesome.
1: Speaking of players who made their NHL debut this week, Umish defenseman Luke Hughes joined his brother Jack in the Devils lineup against the Buffalo Sabres on Tuesday. Um, He looked pretty comfortable and confident. He tallied two block shots, one hit, and one takeaway in just over 11 minutes of playing time. Um, They also interviewed Jack after the game, and it was Really cute to see how proud he was of his little brother. Aww. <laughs> um, he had a lot of like high praise for him as a player and even shared that um, he thinks Luke got like a louder ovation than he did when he was introduced as a rookie. Oh. <laughs> Very cute, wholesome, Aww. bro moments going yeah. on there. Love that. And
0: then Luke scored his first NHL goal on Thursday against the Capitals, and I called it that morning. You did. I was talking to Nat, and I was like, I bet Luke Hughes will score his first goal against the Caps, and not only was it his first goal, it was the game-winning goal scored in overtime, assisted by none other than Jack Hughes, Aww. <laughs> which is just so special and incredible. We love wholesome moments on this podcast. I mean, y'all know that, and these definitely come on top as the most wholesome this week. Like brotherly oh, love, for sure, incredible. So cute.
1: <laughs> I feel bad for Quinn. <laughs> I know. (laughs) All alone
0: over there in Vancouver. That's why he looks so miserable all the time.
1: Honestly, though.
0: (laughs) All right. So we are going to talk about kind of some personal things here. We both went to our final games of the season. Um, My final Caps game of the season was against the Panthers. We ended up losing because the Panthers scored the go-ahead goal in the literal last minute of the game. Um, But it was an exciting one anyway. Um, and I had my weird, annoying fan experience. Oh, I, no.
1: I haven't really had them at Capital One. I feel so, like it wouldn't have been a full, proper hockey season for you if you hadn't had at least one of those experiences.
0: Yeah. Um. I think the guy behind me thought he was the coach or something. Oh, jeez. He, like, did not shut up. And, yes, I took notes. So here are some notable things that he said. <laughs> oh, um, He said very sarcastically, we're pressuring and lobby calls for a change. Makes sense to me. And then he was like, shoot, Becky, you're the man. Oh, <laughs> and then after a missed goal, he was like, ah, eh, Koozie was offside anyway. It's fine. And then he was like, Charlie, you're supposed to be in the net. Get back in the net. He's like, oh, that's icing. Come on back. And then he goes, hit him with a stick. Legally, give him a nut check. <laughs>
1: i would have whacked him <laughs>
0: he just went on and on and like whenever we scored he did this weird chant i don't know what it was and ugh, he was just really getting on my nerves but nonetheless the game was exciting just i had you know my weird bad fan experience like, <laughs> like just just shut up and watch the game like genuinely there is no need to act like you're the coach or the commentator or whatever like you're a fan sitting in the 400s nobody can hear you except the people around you like chill out please
1: i feel like some people just forget that they're watching the game not on their couch
0: <laughs> maybe maybe that's like, what it was do you
1: did you just forget that there's people around you who don't really care to hear what you're saying because <laughs> just a question <laughs> um, uh, what about you <laughs> yeah i mean i went to two games this week which is super cool love that um, so my second to last game of the season against the Canucks was fun. Um, we lost to nobody's surprise, prize. um, <laughs> but I got to see Anthony Beauvillier play, which was really cool. Always love to see that. Um, I made like a little poster for him and went down to the glass at warm up. So, um, it was kind of weird cause I was kind of this like rogue Islanders fan pret- pretending to be like a Canucks fan at my main team's home arena. Um, <laughs> very out of place I won't <laughs> lie to you um but both all the sign I got a puck out of it so I guess I can't ah, complain too much <laughs> that is so exciting that you yeah. got a oh it was really
0: cool he, he seems so
1: sweet oh he's just an angel I I was telling Haley the other day it's kind of funny like I I think I am not really the kind of fan that makes posters for fa- my favorite players like I've just never really been that person Um, Bo was actually the only person I've ever made a poster for besides Timo Solani when I was like 10. So, um, yeah, big fan of Bo and, um, it was nice to get a puck from him. And I feel like it was, I have to mention, it was just really, really sweet because I was standing next to like two little munchkins, um, and they were brothers. One of them had a sign for Brock Besser and the other one had a sign for Quinn Hughes and both of them got pucks too. So we were like three for three on my side. Um, they got so excitedly like jumping up and down, um giving each other high fives. And we even got to see a rare Quinn Hughes smile. <gasps> Those must have been some really cute and excited kids if it made they Quinn were. Hughes smile. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know. I like I don't know about other Canucks fans, but the ones that I interacted with um were really really sweet and they were so kind about the fact that I was like this Islanders Ducks fan. <laughs> <laughs> thing um hanging out on their end of the ice for warm-up so shout out to them they're really cool
0: you're not a Canucks fan you're just a Bo fan
1: <laughs> that's exactly what I said the guy <laughs> next to me like asked the dad of the two kids he was like are you a Canucks fan and I was like um tricky question <laughs> I don't even think he knew who Bo was oh which fair because he hasn't been on their team for very long yeah I was like I'm a Bo fan and he's like huh <laughs> he's like who are you sure you're on the right side (laughs) yeah did you come to the right game (laughs) um in terms of the kings game i went to last night um it was an interesting experience it always is yeah and i've heard listen i'm yeah i'm not one to like talk smack on the fans of my rival team um and i think there's a good handful of kings fans who are really awesome um but I just have to talk about one particular Kings fan who sat behind me um, because listening to him talk literally felt like sniffing glue. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever lost so many brain cells. Oh, um, no. So this guy was talking to a girl who I assume he was taking on a date, um, and she was a Ducks fan. Girlie, if you're listening to this, all I'm going to say is run because I've been there and I do not recommend it. Oh, <laughs> tea has been spilled. um but anyways um this man quite literally said so many stupid things that i swear i started blacking out so um i didn't take notes like you did <laughs> but oh, the bag. most um <laughs> the most stupid thing he said by far because it was just that memorable was that um the columbus blue jackets made a great decision to pick up artemi panarin <laughs> i'm sorry and he said it with so much conviction, I can't even tell you. Artemi Panarin. <laughs> he even, like, the best part is he even called him Breadman, so, like, he knows this man's nickname. He
0: knows who he is.
1: Yeah. And then he was, like, going on a tangent about how Johnny Goudreau was, like, super short, too. So he knew, like, s- sort of what he was talking about. Okay. But um, somehow he managed to convince himself that Artemi Panarin plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Unless I
0: totally missed something.
1: I- yeah. <laughs> i don't is that a trade so. that we just forgot to
0: talk about because <laughs> as far as i know i wonder like who he was trying I to have talk
1: about no or, idea that's so weird it's no, like it's not like he got him mixed up with johnny gaudreau like, yeah anyways weird interesting king's fan experience i hope that girly gets out of oh, <laughs> this relationship <laughs> i
0: yeah um Continuing with some Kings kind of related news, um, I saw this and I absolutely have to share it. Adrian Kempe eats bananas on his tacos. I like full conviction. Slices up bananas and puts the like.
1: Huh? Like it's so he... funny because he's got the like whole spread of normal taco things like lettuce and tomatoes and yeah. cilantro like the whole nine yards and then he's got sliced bananas he he
0: claims that it's like sweet and spicy which like okay but he said his brother got him into it and i just like question what made someone try that in the first place can we get a mental health check on his brother please (laughs) (laughs) Because that's that's, just strange oh that's disgusting Uh, bananas are one of the few foods that i hate like i hate bananas and so the thought of putting them on a taco, ew. ew
1: no, ew, look, ew, I ew. like bananas. I'm a big fan of bananas. I think they're great. But I don't want them on my taco. No, that's, like, that's weird. I don't know. Put those elsewhere. Um, speaking of like weird food things, um, I was listening to a podcast and I heard that Johnny Hockey is apparently a very picky eater and he literally brings his like own ham and cheese sandwiches everywhere. Um, like into the <laughs> locker room and into like fancy restaurants no way yeah His. how old are you five like I, wh- his teammates call him johnny ham and cheese <laughs> <laughs> they do not <laughs> look i'm not gonna lie the blue jackets make it really really easy to make fun of them
0: oh my gosh that is funny like grow up johnny hockey like come on
1: i don't know i'm worried about him he chose to go to ohio and then he eats like ham and cheese sandwiches for every meal like is he is he all right and he apparently plays with our temi (laughs) panarin oh yeah (laughs) oh lord i worry about ohio i really do (laughs) um before we like wrap up our little personal bits i also wanted to mention that i saw the movie air over the weekend um it was really really good to my surprise um i didn't go in with like super high expectations because i didn't even bother seeing a preview (laughs) 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 but um yeah it was really really good i um it's about the nike team that conceptualized the air jordan shoe um so it's kind of like sports movie adjacent rather than like a full-fledged basketball movie um but the story was super inspiring, super entertaining. Um, I feel like if you're not really into sports movies, but you like a good story, you'd probably enjoy it. Um, if you do like sports movies, you'd probably enjoy it as well. So highly recommend going to see it before it's out of theaters. Definitely a good one to see.
0: Is this a, a new segment, Nat's movie recommendations? Yeah, let's do it.
1: <laughs> Shoot me movies to watch. I always love watching good ones. I feel like we said this like earlier on an episode that we were gonna start watching hockey movies. We but did, and we then never we did, haven't. so we're slacking. <laughs> we're busy people,
0: okay? We're busy watching hockey. <laughs> exactly. Maybe maybe we'll start watching movies in the off season and talk about them next season. Okay,
1: deal. We can do that.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. moving on to everyone's favorite segment can Can i ask ask you you a question
1: question?
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right we have okay so today my hat for my questions is a pittsburgh hat oh which i picked because i just wanted to brag about the fact that the penguins are not in the playoffs this year and it makes me really happy as a caps fan (laughs) oh they're going through it they need
1: some love lately I know. So I think that's I've, like the first se- first season in 16 that they haven't made the playoffs. Yeah, it's like been a long time. And yeah. it just
0: like kind of makes my heart a little content that if Caps <laughs> have to be out of the playoffs, Penguins also have to be out of the
1: playoffs. Uh, this is actually a Pittsburgh baseball hat, but oh. nonetheless, you know, you Pittsburgh. You already know I would not have known the difference. <laughs> What's the Pittsburgh baseball team? The Pirates, I think. Oh, don't ask us. That's I not think our forte. I
0: if, if that's wrong... Sounds
1: right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's
0: grab a question. What city would you like to see a new team in? Ooh. Hmm. (gasps) Ooh. Okay. Okay. I don't know how well it would do in this market, but honestly, I would love to see a team in Honolulu. Oh, okay. Like there's no mark. There's no hockey anywhere close to Hawaii. And I feel like, the people of Hawaii deserve to have a team, and also it could be really cool. It could be they could do you know something of like cultural significance as their mascot, that. and it would also be fun to. I'm sure the players would enjoy getting to go to Hawaii to play. Like I don't think they'd be mad at that. Um, I think that would be really cool to see.
1: I, I've never even thought about that. That'd be really awesome. I was gonna be lame and say Quebec City, like. Okay, that's fair though, because they lost the Nordiques in nineteen ninety five, which is apparently the like year of this episode. Yeah, and like I think they're a pretty small market, but they they seem so hungry for it. Like ever since they lost them, Um, and I I like it would do incredible there. Oh, same. Um, I think I really like the idea of like rounding off the Canadian teams with a nice even number too. Um, And I don't think we need like another team in California. No, but. If we were going to add one, I think San Diego would be a good fit. Yeah, for my own sure. sole benefit of enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely um, don't need another team in California. <laughs> you don't. You definitely don't. But that's where I'd place them <laughs> if we did. Um, you'd also need to build like a new arena, but let's just brush that off for now. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I think a team would do really well in Quebec and I think they would love it there. Yeah. So I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I, think I, I like, like that. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cuz it's up to us. <laughs> I am the new commissioner of the NHL.
1: Surprise.
0: <laughs> okay, next question. Who is an NHLer that you think doesn't get enough attention?
1: Ooh. Hmm. Is it a cop out to pick from my two favorite teams? Nah, go ahead. Okay, cuz I feel like Brock Nelson and Troy Terry are like super super underrated in this league okay um i feel like if they played for any other teams they would have everybody flocking to them because they're just so great both of them yeah for Um, sure i know that both of them went to the all-star game this year but i feel like that's just scratching the surface on the amount of attention that they deserve as players yeah and troy Uh, terry got snubbed at the all-star he didn't even get to do any
0: of the skills competitions exactly i think both
1: of them tend to fall into the shadow of other players on the team like Mm -hmm. brock nelson with matt barzell troy terry with trevor segris like that just tends to happen when you have players who have that hype yeah um but they're both really really good players
0: is it a cop-out to just jump on your answer and say i agree (laughs) no because we love brock nelson
1: and troy terry on this podcast
0: yeah um i don't think i've said it before on this podcast i've said it to natalia but um (laughs) troy terry is my favorite duck like He is just such a phenomenal player. He's one of the highest goal scorers this season. He's super wholesome and sweet and just adorable. Last night in one of the intermission interviews, he was like, this is my last time putting on skates, not being a dad. (laughs) like he's just precious. He's so excited to be a dad. And, like, I just, I love watching him on the ice. Like, he's just... Yeah, he deserves a lot more love. I don't know enough about Brock Nelson to like go on about him, but (laughs) I I totally agree that he's underrated. Amazing. (laughs) All right, last question. If you could only wear one team's colors for the rest of your life, which team would you pick? Ooh.
1: That's a fashion question.
0: I think my answer is easy. I'm going to go with the Seattle Kraken. They're great. Because that solid colors, beautiful turquoisey teal that they have is so nice. I would gladly wear that color every day.
1: I would pick them, but that like extra red that's on their on the eye of their logo throws me. Like I don't mm. want that red. Okay, fair enough. Um, I feel like I'm gonna say the abs. Okay, I like the maroon. I like yeah. the navy blue. They've got some white thrown in there. I feel like those are some good. Like I can still wear jeans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I think that those are good. That's a good one. I like the ads colors. They're pretty Yeah, They are. Some teams have way better colors than others. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't
1: know how I managed to pick two teams with orange. Yeah. But I really regret that decision sometimes. You could not pay me
0: enough to wear Ducks colors for the rest of my life.
1: Oh, God. No, they're, orange is hard to find.
0: Yeah, it is. And also, like caps colors, like caps are red, white, and blue. I'd look like a walking ad for the USA every day <laughs> if I wore the caps colors every day. Well, it's better than just straight up orange. You look like you broke out of jail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know we're in Orange County, but like, <laughs> yeah, come on, tone it down a bit. Ducks yeah. are not orange. I like the like eggplant and teal situation. Yeah. I, I wouldn't love wear that those every day. Jerseys. But those are, yeah, they're gorgeous jerseys. Yeah.
0: Okay. Moving on to our Today in Hockey History, we have three bits to share. In 1960, oh, and this is on April 14th is when we're recording this episode. So on April 14th, 1960, the Montreal Canadiens became the only team in NHL history to win the Stanley Cup five years in a row. When they completed a four-game sweep in the final with a four-to-nothing victory against the Toronto Maple Leafs at Maple Leaf
1: Gardens. Wow! Yeah. And in um, 1999, Martin Brodeur became the first goaltender in franchise history to win 200 games. Wow!
0: He must have been playing for a long time. Yeah. To win 200 games, it's a lot of games. Um, And then in 2003, speaking of goaltenders, Patrick Waugh became the first and only goaltender to win 150 Stanley Cup playoff games. Holy cow. He reached the milestone in the Colorado Avalanches 3-0 win over the Minnesota Wild for his 23rd and final postseason shutout. Um, His 151 career playoff wins remain the league record, which honestly may never be broken. (laughs) Like, that's wild. Moving on to our three stars of the week. Our third star of the week is Austin Matthews. He has reached five 40-goal seasons at the age of 25. Um, He is at 299 career goals and 542 points as of April 11th. He is killing it, and we hope he can ride this success into the playoffs to take the Maple Leafs past the first round this time around. Fingers crossed. (laughs)
1: I really, really hope it happens for them.
0: <laughs> I really want it to happen. They're playing I-
1: Lightning, huh?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Really hoping it Ooh. happens. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Our uh, number two star this week is Scotiabank, <laughs> which um, <laughs> if you don't know, it's a Canadian multinational banking and financial services company. Um, they created a book called The Hockey Jersey, an effort to make the game of hockey more diverse, inclusive, and accessible for all. Um, As one might expect, lots of kids in Canada have hockey-centric books on their shelves at home, but um, research shows that only 1.33% of the 150 top-selling children's hockey books include a main character that is either female, black, indigenous, or a person of color on the front cover. Um, So this story, which is written by um, Gile Richardson, features a black main character named Karima. Um, She's about to play her first ever hockey game. Looks super cute. I skimmed Aww. through it. Um, and she's pictured on the front cover in an effort to give young, diverse players a chance to see themselves in the game. Um, you can actually purchase a copy of this book online or download a free PDF version of it as well. Um, we'll go ahead and link that to our story so you can check it out. And um, Props to Bank for choosing to inspire the next generation and making hockey more accessible to everyone because we love to see it. Oh, that's
0: so awesome. And that's great that they're offering it for free as well. Yeah. That makes it even more accessible and easy to get. So that is so cool. It's really awesome. stoked to see that. Okay. And finally, our number one star of the week is Alex Lyon, the Florida Panthers backup goalie who's been taking over while Bobrovsky is out. Um, He had five straight wins and he led the league in saves the week of April 6th with 116 saves including a 56-save performance and his first career shutout. Um, He's been back and forth between the NHL and AHL, but seems to be doing really well in place of Bobrovsky for the Panthers. I wonder if they'll continue to start him at all through the playoffs. Um, A funny story about Lyon that I saw when I was reading about him The Panthers had been playing I Just Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King (laughs) after his wins, and he said that he was getting a little sick of it, (laughs) so the Panthers DJ kind of decided to troll him and switched it up after his 56 save game against Ottawa, and he played the Circle of Life.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) He's like, okay, you don't want this Lion King song? You get this Lion King song. (laughs) Honestly, the Lion King soundtrack slaps
0: it's so good it's so
1: good my grandma
0: it always makes me think of my grandma because
1: in her car
0: as a kid she had a couple of cds in her cd holder and one of them was the lion king soundtrack so we listened to that album front to back so many times i think
1: i know every single word like it's so good i think that's easily one of my like favorite disney movies of all time (gasps) me too i love that i think
0: i think it's my favorite non-princess disney movie
1: okay i i really like ratatouille oh is ratatouille, so yeah. cute that's pixar though okay fine it's my so. favorite non-pixar non-princess disney movie <laughs> i didn't think we'd be talking about the lion king on the podcast but here we are
0: we should we should talk about that. So that should be one of our questions that we answer. Okay, like your we're favorite princess it. Disney movie, your favorite non-princess, and your favorite Pixar.
1: Since nobody asks us questions anymore, Guys,
0: ask us questions. <laughs> we're begging you. We're making them up all on our own.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make us do this. We're running out.
0: <laughs> all right, we are going to wrap it up for this week. As always, thank you so much for listening please subscribe on whatever podcast app you listen on and give us a rating and a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. We love to see reviews. We love to hear from you guys. And you can follow us everywhere on social media at What the Pod and interact with us. Like we always say, we love you guys. We love talking to you and hearing from you. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah.
1: Have a good week, guys. Yeah. Enjoy the first rounds of the playoffs.
0: Oh, so some exciting things coming up this week. For sure. Looking forward to that. All right. We will talk at you all about playoffs next week, and we'll see you then. We love you. Bye. Bye.